Welcome to the first edition of the Tin Biscuit Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Rick Spencer. This was meant to be out for Halloween, but it's not, so it's going to be a, a post-Halloween podcast. Um, it might be a bit of a week late. So what it's going to be about, it's, um, I'm from the UK in a little town called Grimsby, uh, <clears throat> and it's northeast Lincolnshire, it's on the east coast. So what we're going to do is... For a few years, I've been collecting a few files on um, strange things that have happened around this area. Um, the second part of the podcast, it's going to be in about two parts of the podcast. I was going to do it in three parts, but I'm just going to do it in two parts. The second part is um, we go to a haunted church and we just have a talk and we have a walk through it. So we're going to go there, but the first part of the podcast is going to be going through some files and weird stuff that's happened around this area so um let's start um the first unusual thing that's happened is um a monkey was seen <laughs> a little monkey was seen uh in a place called louth so um a louth police officer is hoping to reunite the owner of the unusual pet with their animal after what is believed to be a monkey was spotted running wild near louth so PC Paul French was travelling along Mill ooh, Mill Hill Way, South Cochranton, shortly after eleven thirty AM yesterday, which is not yesterday, this is the news article that I'm reading it from, when a monkey ran out into the road. Mr French said, I thought it was a squirrel at first. It was similar in size but was dark brown in colour and had a long, straight, upright tail. It scampered away, and police are now keen to hear from anyone who is missing a pet monkey. You see, the strange thing about this is, like monkeys, as you probably all know, aren't um, native to the UK. You could buy them at one stage um, when you had to have a dangerous wild animals license, but they revoked that um, some 10 or 15 years ago, somewhere around there. So it was quite unusual. But that's the first unusual um, sighting or happening. Um, so the second one. Here we go, the second one's a bit more intriguing, so let me get all my paperwork. There we go, the second one. Um, back a few years ago, a well, they were saying it was a sonic boom was heard, a loud bang was heard over northeast Lincolnshire. Now, it was heard about quarter to seven in the evening, um, and then the local paper, which is the Grimsby Evening Telegraph, was flooded with calls with concerned residents who had... Who had heard what sounded like a large explosion? Uh, people were saying their homes were shaking. Initial fears that had been an accident at one of the Humber Bank refineries. Now where we are, we've got a few um, Humber Bank refineries. We've got um, Canoco, which is um, I believe it's called 66 Route, is it or 66? Now, so that's an oil refinery. And next door to well, we'll just call it Canoco. The next one next door to Canoco is LOR. So um, people thought that went up, uh, and then others theorists turned to a sonic boom. Many heard it was also reported seeing a low-flying military aircraft at the time. Uh, and according to the Ministry of Defence, a low-flying operation uh, named Lightning Force is being carried out in the area, which is interesting. Uh, Humpside Airport, which is... Um, even though we're North East Lincolnshire, our nearest airport's Humberside Airport, um, said there was no reports of any um, aircraft departing or arriving at the airport. 
Uh, Humberside Fire and Rescue Service did not receive any calls. A sonic boom obviously is caused by a move, uh, a fast-moving object, about 750 miles per hour at sea level. Uh, so, first indication was it was just a um, sonic boom um, by uh, just a military exercise. Then it comes out that it wasn't the RAF of the mystery, um, the mystery of the Big Bang wasn't the RAF. Uh, they say it wasn't them. The Royal Air Force, the Royal Air Force, has said none of its planes were responsible for what may have caused the sonic boom over Grimsby. Um, so they're saying they wasn't responsible. So then we go to what caused the Big Bang that shook people's homes and made everyone phone into the emergency services um, from an earthquake aliens to a helicopter crash uh, no one knows the rumors of the source of the big bang head in around Grimsby wednesday night range from the sensible to the bizarre but it would repair the cause of the loud bang which rattled the windows of houses is still a mystery uh, general opinion is that the noise was a sonic boom from one of the RAF jets, but the RAF has confirmed they were not responsible. So, what caused the Big Bang? Um, so, we go on to here, uh, and it says even Big Bang, oof, Big Bang goes the theory, even NASA can't help. Uh, so, yeah, so we're, we're going on a week on from what happened. Um, to, so I've, I've got the news article so a week's gone on no one is any closer to knowing exactly what caused Northeast Lincolnshire's very own Big Bang even NASA couldn't help mystery surrounded the loud noise which startled hundreds of residents and shook houses across the borough about quarter to seven and it was a Wednesday evening over the course of the week the Grimsby Telegraph newsroom has been flooded with theories of what could have caused the bang from the most popular being it was made a life a low flying a low flying aircraft. Now just on the side note, um we have actually got a um near us it's a military testing range called Donanook on the beach and that's used by the RAF. So it is probably the most plausible thing that they were testing something or there was a covert operation, but they're saying it wasn't, hence the why I said covert op operation um so it's a sonic boom but however the RAF denied that it was their planes responsible while experts at the british geology survey which monitors earthquakes said there was nothing to suggest that a sonic event had taken place uh, but even though on their seismogram on their website showed a mysterious spike at the time of the bang so what we have here is a, a mysterious loud noise that rocked houses. The RAF are denying it happened. NASA couldn't help. We'll get to how NASA knew about it in a bit. But the seismologists do say there was no sonic activity. Or there's nothing to suggest that it was a sonic event. But the seismographs did see a spike around the time it happened so yet yeah, something did happen but no one knows 
uh, what it is. So let's get back to the article. And despite the RAF denial, a resident contacted us to say the boom was caused by a pilot flying a typhoon out of RAF Collins Bay. However, when we contacted the station, it stated that it, and it wasn't the case. So, you know, was it some pilots being jerks, um, flying too fast and things like that? Um, you know, could it be? Don't know. <laughs> so we'll go um, back. Astronomers have witnessed meteorites. So further on into the... Um, article with um, could it have been a, a meteorite which is looking more and more the, pl the plausible um, more plausible events of happening um, but we have a like around this area we have a history of strange bangs and things like that so um, let's just go back to the strange strange sounds mysterious lights and black cats have been seen around here so Grimsby is where I'm from and the surrounding area is a hotspot for UFO sightings which could tally up to the testing site which is Donanook it's also a seal sanctuary Google Donanook um, where like everywhere in the world it, and it will come up Donanook so it's Donanook N-O-O-K um, but it goes on to uh, like a separate article that Grimsby and the surrounding area is a hot spot for UFO sightings but one of our most famous alien incidents and an entirely normal explanation saddened all those Mulder and Scullies out there so like what happened was 2000 and I think it was 2011 uh, a wind fan propeller fell off it got hit and damaged and it bent the others two on there but one of them fell off um what they're saying happened is it was a bolt malfunction to make the blade fall off the wind turbine now coincidentally coincidentally you know what i mean but that night people seen ufos and dotted about like black like a black triangle was seen and also a tentacle ufo was seen over the wind farm now the black triangles have often been seen around the wind farm because that wind farm is conning's home which is just a stone's throw away from um donanook so could it have been some sort of drone that they were testing or some sort of plane and then they flew over and hit the um the wind turbine um which made it fall off so let's go back to the article a bit complicated this article i should have done a bit more notes than just like reading from a paper and like winning like winging it along um so we go a damaged wind fan turbine at fen farm conning's home caused quite a stare when reports of the ufos in the area coincided with unexplained damage to the structure UFOs were spotted at 6pm, 7pm and 10pm on a Saturday night along the roads near the um, wind farm. Um, the wind farm turbine was thought to have broken in the early hours of Sunday morning. Many theories were banded about but the matter of the event was um, eventually settled as a mechanical malfunction. Which it would have been, you know what I mean, regardless, you know, they're not, you know, no one's going to admit that a plane, which is the most likely scenario from like the test site hit 
the wind turbine, you know, they're not going to admit that. So the most, you know, they are going to say it's a, um, a bolt malfunction or a engineering, an engineer malfunction. Um, there were, there was a certain unease feeling among people frequenting the Humberston Corner Clay Crescent district at the, at the night time owing to attacks by a mysterious something which swooped down silently onto their heads. So, you know, a mysterious something which swooped down silently out on, onto their heads. Five Grimsby district residents told of the violent attacks upon their heads which reported ghoulish chucklings. Right, okay, so me being a knob and not um, jumping from bullet point to bullet point that's that's a different article so we've established the um crash that happened onto the wing turbine was a malfunction so we're going on to another bizarre incident that took place um let's just have a look at the many theories about the residence malfunction so yeah this this is a second one where um, Humberston, which is a small village near Cleethorpe's um, corner, Clee Crescent district at night time, people were um, saying they were being attacked by a mysterious something which had swooped down silently onto their heads. Five Grimsby and district residents told of violent attacks upon their heads. One reported having heard ghoulish chucklings. Um... There like has been reports of things being seen hanging off lampposts around here, then splitting up, following people home, um, and ghoulish laughs. So maybe it could be, could it be bats? Could it be some sort of owl? Could it have been the crows protecting the young? That's something for, or could it be the Mothman? Mothman and its siblings coming to attack people in Grimsby and Cleethorpes. I, I doubt that very much. Um. So another mysterious happening was a, a thin film of brown coloured dust which fell overnight in May 2006. Residents across North East Lincolnshire woke up to a light dusting of an unknown substance. Many noticed it on their cars, some believing it to be sand, others pollen. Uh, the environmental health officers were aware of the issue and started an investigation. Uh, one resident said, uh, many of the residents who contacted the newsroom, he said the dust was covered everything he saw on his way to work. As I drove into Grimsby, it was all over the place and all the cars, he said. Um, so I don't think nothing was established with that. But like we do, being on the coast, we do often get a dust layer of sand coming from the Sahara. Whipping up and it's maybe three or four times a year, you all like wake up and your car's covered in sand. Not covered in sand. But you will get a light dusting of sand. Um, and also, this has been common across the UK. Um, large black cats have been seen prowling about in the Cartagrate area of Grimsby <laughs> in 2001. The animal was spotted by a member of the public, PC Ron Harrison said. The witness stated the cat-type creature was on the grass area of Cartagrate near to the Deansgate Bridge. So... Um, yeah, we have got a lot of cats, big cats, been seen in in the UK, and especially around the Louth area, which could um, 
could go in tally up nicely to the uh, monkey sighting because because it's a big farming area around there you could get people who have uh, got her uh, kept illegal animals and they've escaped or they've just got too big and they've let them go um, what's this I've just found another article relating back to the Big Bang um, theory um, uh, it says the British Geological Survey has quashed theories that the Big Bang over Grimsby on Wednesday was caused by a sonic boom so they're saying it wasn't a sonic boom uh, it wasn't a plane so what could it have been that caused the bang um, most likely it's going to be a meteorite or some sort of comet exploding over Grimsby Uncle Thoughts <laughs> so now I am organised on the like these ones um, we've got one this isn't really a ghostly spooky weird thing it's more of a quirky um thing that happened a couple of years ago i think it happened about seven years ago um but it states flying gas cylinder hits house mysteriously mysteriously surround mysteriously mystery surrounds how a 60 kilogram torpedo gas cylinder crashed into into a roof of a of a house in great coats which is a small village just attached to grimsby um so basically what happened was a five foot long cylinder gas canister hit the roof and it bounced into the next door garden and struck their garden wall before finally landing in the road um so uh, basically a five foot gas cylinder fell out the sky that weighed 60 kilograms and smashed into someone's roof bounced off the ground knocked down a wall and ended up in the into the middle of the road um again no one's accept expect expect no one's accepting responsibility um for it um there's another article that was uh, it was 2010 so um it was 2010 that this happened uh, it says the investigation continues today into how a 60 kilogram torpedo shaped gas cylinder crashed into the house of a great coats couple's house reported the five foot cylinder caused damage to the roof and the wall next door they're working out how to um or working on or work out what happened under the circumstances no one's taking responsibility uh, speculation on how the cylinder came to cause the damage no one knows anyone who has seen any unusual or suspicious activity in the area prior to the cylinder hitting the house should contact the place um there is an industrial site near there so theories from could it have been someone let it off um by accident or on purpose or could it have fallen from a plane again nobody knows so everything that we've explained about so far no one knows 100 percent definitely apart from the um wind turbine falling off that people say was hit by a ufo the only one that's been clarified as being explained is the wind turbine by a bolt malfunction or an engineering failure so um and then we come on to 
a low frequency humming noise now we might these humming noises have been seen or heard should i say heard all over the world from mexico to our little town grimsby in the uk it's like a low buzzing noise people say it's a low buzzing noise sound like sounding like a an idling diesel tractor engine now people say they've heard this other people say they haven't heard it most people hear it are over 50 to 55 years old that's but that's not to say other people younger can't hear it but the majority are over 50 to 55 and no matter what they do they can't get this buzzing sound to stop and it's like mainly happens at night but people can hear it all through the day as well um no one knows where it's coming from so let's just take a quick look to see and uh, the noise experts from salford and sheffield universities have recorded a low frequency noise inside and outside mrs belton's home mrs belton's the um lady reported this to the um local paper uh so they're investigating it um desperate investigation into the into the last six years the noise which is to show us as a high-pitched wearing is now five times worse than when she first noticed it it's high-pitched whine it's like an electrical sound wearing buzzing or humming so um when people say it sounds like a idling diesel machine that is right but obviously mrs belton thinks it sounds more like a wearing buzzing on human but there is um if you do google humming sound you will get bombarded from google or yahoo or anything else you use um saying about the hum the humming noise um so she so basically she can't hear it she can still hear it with her headphones on her headphones on her um earplugs in uh <clears throat> we'll come to the second part of the article and it says uh, the hum can be heard across the world the low frequency noise isn't just driving margaret bolton around the bend many people in northeast lincolnshire can hear it too and they're not the only ones thousands of people across the world report hearing the hum though experts cannot agree on what causes the noise so um People who are hearing this noise, um, it has a frequency below 150 HZ. Low frequency noise can be defined as having a frequency below 158 Z sounded audible to the adult human ears in the range to 5 to 18,000 HZ. So, um, possible sources include uh, making it difficult to prove nuisance, it could be an amplifier music could be a pump, a fan, a boiler, a ventilation plant, foundries, blasting or quarrying equipment, road and rail or air traffic or electric installations. But again, no one can actually ascertain what's causing these um, noises to um, go. Let me see what time we're on. 23 minutes already. So I, I, I don't want to make these podcasts too too long because it, it just fucking bore you all. So we'll move on to the next article, which is, um, there was a spate, I'm going to do this back to front, of human feet being washed up in Canada. There was like nine feet, was there nine feet? Oh, was it eight? Let me just double check. 
eight human feet being washed up in Canada. And this was 2008. So it started with, with, with like one human foot, then a fifth human foot, like washer drawers, obviously after the second and third and fourth one. And then another three was washed up. Um, some, you know, the remains were found inside um, somewhere in the boot, but one was found in a size eight and a half running shoe. Um, and that was on a beach off South Vancouver. No other body parts were found, just feet being washed up on like the beaches. Um, let's have a quick look to see. Um, so yeah, people have found them washed up on the beach and floating in the um, on the coast, the sound. So like, I you know I found this. I found that I just thought it was like was weird. Like you know, fucking eight human feet being washed up on Canada's coast. That's strange. And then. A few months later, or a few years later, I can't remember which, because, you know, we go, it's 2018 now, so we're going back nearly to 2008, 2007. So a few years or a few months later, um, a beach goer that um, was walking on our beach. Well, I live in Grimsby, but we're attached to Cleethorpes, and it's only a stone's throw away. Grimsby only, is only a stone's throw away from Cleethorpes Beach. So basically, you could have a five-minute walk. You live in Grimsby and you're in Cleethorpes, and another twenty-minute walk, and you're walking on the beach. So um, a beach goer, a beach walker, was found. Um, what should I say? They found a foot <laughs> that was washed up on our coast. Now we live in an estuary, which is a river, so it's not actually the sea. It's the Humber that's attached to the North Sea. So really, if things get washed up it's going to come from the North Sea or from thereabouts. Now, if you can hear banging, it is near firework night, so there will be fireworks going on. Um, just just thought I'd better let you know if that's banging, it's fireworks. So, um, the origins of the human foot found on Cleethorpe's Beach by a walker continues to baffle police. The gruesome discovery was made by a member of the public as they walked on the beach at the rear of the boating lake opposite Meridian Point. None of that's really going to affect anyone not knowing where it is, but I'm reading you the article anyway. Yesterday, about 10 police officers had carried out a detailed search of the stretch of beach off King's Road in the hunt for clues as to who the foot belongs to and how it came to be in the sand. It is understood the foot found on Wednesday evening, a Wednesday again, at 25 past 6, could have been washed up after been in the water for some time so this is you know that's weird you know this is the first instant of anything i've ever like known body parts being washed up on on the beach being on on the estuary um and then again on another article a few days later um there was no body wash up it was just the feet that was washing up and this was coinciding with the time when the feet were being washed up in Canada which is strange um, and then lo and behold a few weeks later or a month later another human foot is washed up on Cleethorpe's Beach and it's not linked to the first foot that was being washed up so we'll find um, 10 year old stepdaughter the guy had a, was walking with his 10 year old stepdaughter when they found the um, foot 
We cycled across the Humber Bridge and we were on our way to Barton South Ferbury when my stepdaughter saw Swan, Swan in the hotel. We went down to the water and she could take a photo of it. Then I spotted a leather tan boot with a brown sock inside. It was stuck to me. It was strange because it was still in quite good condition. So basically they found a, um, they found a butt, a butt? They found a boot with a foot in it a few miles from where this other foot was found but bearing in mind across the other side of the world you had nine feet being washed up in um canada vancouver way so there we go um and 28 minutes this is uh as i say this is the first podcast so it's going to be a bit shit um but we'll learn from our mistakes um so we'll go on to the um last strain of the last strange event that happened in i think this was 2008 2007 2008 um no it was 2008 uh lincolnshire got hit by an earthquake the earthquake was um a magnitude of 5.2 but other people were saying it was 5.41 so it was probably the second strongest earthquake that England's UK ever had. The date of it was the 27th of the February 2008. The depth was 12 miles, which is 18.6 kilometres. Uh, the, the epicentre location was 53.40 north by 0.33 west. Um, and it's slightly damaging. Uh, there was no... F- fatalities but there was one casualty reported the duration was roughly 10 seconds uh now the interesting part of this which where it sort of um it contradicts itself a lot the tremors were felt nearly all over england wales from hampshire in the south to newcastle upon tyne uh as far west as bangor northern ireland felt like felt it and also Europe felt it from the Netherlands, Belgium, and the far north of France. Uh, and then there was structural damage in one, one well, <laughs> what womb well is it? Barnsley and South Yorkshire. Now, what's strange is because the strongest earthquake was five point four, and that was two not 2000 it was 1984 uh and that didn't cause as much damage as this did and it wasn't as widespread as this one um the cause of the earthquake was a sudden rupture along a a strike slip fault line which is 12 miles beneath lincolnshire now what's strange about this is you might think well we you know we always have earthquakes we all you know in like where we come from you know there's nothing to you know, you UK guys, you don't know about it. But the strange thing is, right near the epicentre is a privatised weapon centre called Skydock. Now, by privatised means it's not owned by the military, it's privately owned. Now, I'm just going to go on the internet and just get you their page up. Now, this company is called Skydock, so their, their website is www.skydock.co.uk. So, this place is full of mystery. It's situated in a like village, which is just near Lincoln, which is Lincolnshire. Just uh, it's about a forty-five minute drive from Grimsby. 
it's situated just past Grimsby. So it's situated between Grimsby and Cleethorpe. It's a privatised weapon testing site. It used to be the old Foldenworth RAF base. used to keep nuclear missiles in World War Two. Um, now, the capabilities of this place is uh, it can hold Section 5 firearm storage. Um, and it's got bomb-proof research and development suites. So that's off my printed one. So what I'm going to do now is just move the microphone out. So you can still hear me. I can still hear me. So, yeah, Skydock. Let me just put the mic level up a bit because we've just changed. So Skydock, um, as we look on their website... Um, it's got ballistics, pyrotechnics, explosive testing, vibration testing, helicopter. It's got storage um, for MO graded weaponry. Um, it's got film production things there, like if they want explosions, you can go there. But the main thing that's not so much worrying, but sort of like not sinister but weird is the, the epicenter is right near this this like testing site. Um, now I now I went to look at this testing site when it um, happened, uh, and it's it's a massive place, bloody massive. It's got like something like eight to ten foot fences by maybe a six foot gap, and in between that gap, it's got sensors that raise about four 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 and a half foot off the ground, and they're like um, staggered, so and that goes all the way around the perimeter, the perimeter, 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 that one. Um, and and it's a massive place. Um, so let's just take a look at there. All right, let's see what they're testing. So it's, it's got a list of things here that it can test in. At Foldenworth Range in Lincolnshire, we offer a, a range of testing services and solutions for businesses. These include bomb-proof research and development suites, explosive testing, storage and disposal, environmental testing facilities. External testing, control testing, stress testing, six savage packing tests, burn testing, 250 meter indoor ballistic test range, which is to a 40 millimeter cannon, drop testing with our high quality drop testing facilities, test rig deployment, weapon testing and storage, ballistic testing and ammunition testing, uh, as I mentioned before, production for films with explosions and special effects. Firearms testing facilities at our own shooting range, rifle range, ammunition design and development. So, basically, they can design bombs there uh, and package testing. Very apt that I just said um, package testing, and we had one of the loud fireworks go off. Now, um, people, uh, people jumped to the um, thing saying. It was this place that did something, did the drop a bollock by dropping, quite sort of literally dropping something and um, something that went wrong. But they're saying, no, they ain't got no underground testing. They ain't got no underground facilities to test bombs or things like that. But it's just a weird coincidence that this place, that's so secretive in its way that it doesn't like people snooping about. It's right near a village as well. It's about a mile away or two miles away from a village. But the people in the village say when they do the testing in their test ranges and things like that, they can hear the houses 
hear the like can hear it from the houses they can feel the housing shaking and some people have reported cracks coming from their walls and their plaster falling off the walls um the people who own it i can't remember his name i'm sure it's mike something or mark but um if you google it you'll be able to find out all the information you can um they like also sell products they sell thunder flash the spell special specialist ammunition the spell the cell um flashbangs grenades um dis distraction devices and pyrotechnic devices they've got the capacity to hold section five firearms which can only be signed off by the home secretary so it is quite a strange place um it's shrouded in secrecy uh, they also sell vehicles from um all the way from jaguars to um storage containers um shipping containers and things like that we'll go on to their section which is aviation and here we see the selling helicopters so we're selling uh from a Hughes 500 e all the way to a jet range in 1975 they've got for sale and a Hughes 500 c again so they've got five so you know there's like you know something strange going on they've, they've like been in the news there was a bit of controversy about some ak-47s not being counted in not being counted out um but yeah you you can take a look at skydock and um tell me what you think um well yeah tell me what you think I'll give you my email at the end of this and you can tell me what you think. You can tell me to fuck off and stop doing podcasts, which you probably will do. But yeah, that's um, Skydoc. So was they responsible for causing the earthquake? Um, could have the... I mean, like, this is free testing. If if you had some sort... You're probably thinking I'm a fucking... Some sort of tin foil hat wearing psychopathic weirdo when i think this but i honestly think this has got something to do with the 2008 earthquake um google about it um because i've just read all the articles off from the you know 5.2 5.4 12 mile depth and things like that that's all proper scientifically done one thing the the um the, the surveys were saying is it from magnitude of 5.2 it's too like that's too shallow for that sort of earthquake like sort of five um 12 like miles is too shallow for that sort of earthquake it should have been a deeper earthquake so that's a bit strange as as well um but no you've i mean you've got all the free testing from it you've got the um the seismologist testing you've got what the people felt people were saying it felt more like a shock wave and, and a pressure wave than an earthquake that people have experienced earthquakes don't ask me how they know what a shock wave feels like because i don't know this was in the morning as well it was about half past one was it half past two in the morning and people say they could just feel and hear a rumbling and people reported bangs beforehand and then they just felt then it came like a big wave and it went again and as, as, as it traveled throughout the country but this is a big ass earthquake because it was felt in europe now to f as far as my knowledge and research from from this 
that 1984 one, which was 5.4, wasn't felt in Europe. This, you know, this one was. So what better way of like testing something than to letting it go and have all the free statistics and you know the evaluations done for you. I mean, like, basically, this is a place where if you've got enough money, you can just you can just pay and say, I want to test this, go and test it. Um, obviously, there's, there's, there's something going there because we've got the story, story with the AK-47s. Um, that's not something we'll go into now because that's not related to this, but that's, like, online, and, like, the BBC have done a documentary... Um, on one of their programs called Inside Out, that um, that was a loud fireworks. That um, did like saying about the AK four like forty seven. Now, as far as I'm aware, if like if I can remember, I'm pretty sure they got their section five revo revoked for a few months or about a couple of years, then they've got it reinstated back again. So um. It's just a weird place. I went there snooping about. Um, I, w I, I was filming the outside. And I got um, chased by a black Land Rover. And then the police came to see me about it all. And um, got a call from Lincolnshire Intelligence just to say, don't bother going back there again. So it's just, it's just a weird place. But yeah, you've, you know, I would half expect that if people like me go around with the video camera recording. A um around a privatized weapon testing site, you're gonna get some backlash for it, aren't you? So now we come to the last part of the podcast. Remember, it should have been three parts, and I've done the second part before I did the first part, and I did mention there will be a third part, but there won't be a third part. There's only two parts, and we're gonna do all three parts in two parts. So this is gonna be the third part. Um the second part was we went to a place, well, we, me, went to a place called Skidbrook Church. It's um, well known in the UK uh, as being one of the most hauntedest churches all in the UK, if, like, not maybe, you know, your way. It's, it's like, well known in the paranormal world. It's got a nickname called the Demon Church. Um, things have been seen there from a horned beast walking the graveyard to a monk to um, strange lights in the sky, to rods being seen flying about. Um, rods like um, a cylindrical-shaped cylindrical shaped object that fly past. Um, the cameras can only pick them up. You can't see them that fast, which makes people believe it's just an aperture flare on the lens from like a, a butterfly, a moth, or some sort of insect. But again, this is the first sighting of rods in the UK at, um, that that we know of. At, that was at Skidbrook Church. Um, so I went there, did a live walk around the church um, to see and just to guide around it. It's probably shit. I probably didn't explain it very well, a bit like this podcast. But I've listened back to it. It's all right. But bearing in mind what I say in there, um, it's going to come back. To this part because I was going to do it in three parts but I've done it in two so um, we'll go to some of the stories what have happened um, 
I've been there loads of times. I'm 39 now and I've been going there since fucking hell, since maybe I was 13 with friends, family and things like that. Nothing's happened really there apart from there's one story that I went there with a group of friends and two of my best friends, well, two of my best friends um, said they saw something in the church. Now, the interesting thing was we was all stood in a circle and we didn't have a torch. That's how well prepared we was to go. So what did we get? We got the lighters out and started flicking it to see just stood in you know trying to scare ourselves anyway we like went out and my two friends said i didn't hear this at the time but they have said and their stories haven't changed from about 15 years ago they said lee and paul said to each other did you see someone in there and went yeah and they both said they saw a guy that looked like um norman bates stood like over like sort of over us and their stories to this day haven't changed like a gaunt face, grey hair, a suit, like a silhouette of an old grey wrinkly man. And like to this day, they've always said they saw him in um, like the church when um, we was flashing our lighters. There's that's that's happened. Um, I've caught a few. I've caught a, a few EVPs from there, which is electronic voice phenomenon. When I've been there with a the recorder, I don't think I've. Re- Recorded anything when I went there last week, but you never know. You might hear something I didn't. If you do, let me know. Email at the end. Um, I caught a few EVPs. Now EVPs are supposed to be voices from the dead. I don't think they are voices from the dead. They're probably lost communication somewhere. A part of science we don't understand. Maybe airwaves, radio waves, some sort of residual talk that's captured in time that's played back in certain ways certain events certain environmental happenings if it's the right right temperature right weather somehow it could play it back a bit like um, if you see a ghost it's just maybe a right a residual energy a recording in time being played back and that's what i think evps are i think that's a far more logical step to take than saying it's the dead coming to say hello. You know what I mean? It's it's something that science hasn't figured out yet, which is classed as paranormal. Okay? So, I don't think it's ghosts, demons, or the devil. I think it's some sort of weird phenomenon that science and physics haven't discovered yet. Uh, so, EVPs, Norman Bates... Um, I've been a few times, I found a few Ouija boards there, some homemade, one real one. Um, from that you get, the reason it got its name the Demon Church or the Devil Church is because it was last used in 1973 and since since it got stopped being used, Satanists have gone there, devil worshippers have gone there to um, try and sustain summon up the um evil one <laughs> with not much luck apparently but um you that used to go in there and the uh, paintings of five pointed stars word symbols were either caved or painted or spray painted onto the walls or the floor okay and and with that you used to find headless birds um birds were dotted around the floors being cut up and things like that 
whether they're serious or just little kids or fucking freaks going there to kill things and making it look like they've happened or trying to raise something that they can't really raise is yet to be determined but that's how it got its name of the demon church um needless to say it is a spooky place sometimes you go in there and you think fuck that i'm not even going to get out of the car so you drive fast or sometimes you think yeah it's 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 fine now the majority of the times when you drive past and you think shit i'm not going there you 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 know you do scare yourself you go up there as like a group of people in the car and you think oh yeah do you know did you hear about this ghost story? Did you hear about that ghost story? So before you're even there, you're shitting your pants from other ghost stories, which sets your mind into a different scenario to what it would have been before. So that plays a massive part in your psychological makeup of going to that church. Um, so that could account for the weird feelings. Now, the only strange thing that's happened to me, apart from the EVPs, is this year I went... I have said this in the second part of the podcast... Um, I went there with my um, friend and we was walking around the church and I said to him we went into the graveyard because they've got trees in the graveyard it's covered from trees, Skidbrook Church or St Baltoff's Church should I say I said what would you do if you found someone hanging in the tree and then she said well I'd call the authorities and with that I felt like a burning sensation like um, I've been stung by something like prickly sunburn or that I was stung by a nettle on my right um, forearm, on the inside of my forearm. So I looked, and I had three scratches on my arm. Didn't draw blood, but it drew the blood up to the surface. I have got the pictures. I did say I was, was going to put them on my Instagram. Um, so if you want to look at them, um, I will put them on my Instagram, but my Instagram name is bacon underscore hands. That's bacon underscore hands. Um, underscore obviously being the symbol, don't write underscore... So it's at bacon underscore hands, all lowercase in. You can be able to see the pictures of Skidbrook on there and my arm with the three scratches. Now, immediately I thought, cool, ghost has attacked me. This, you know, the demons have attacked me. So I went home, I researched on my computer. I, you know, I like researched it all. And it came up with um, when demons attack, it normally comes in threes because it's a, it's a mockery of the Holy Trinity, the God, the Spirit. God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus, it's a mockery of them. That's why they do it in threes. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe I scratched myself on there. But I did go back there, like, the week later, and I walked around there, and I thought, could I scratch myself on anything? So I tried it. Everything was to the left of me. Nothing was to the right, which is strange. So being, like, being scratched by that was ruled out. I thought, could I scratch myself with my keys? I got my keys out and I just scratched my arm with it. Um, no. No. It like, didn't cause the same effect. Um, I'm just going to check the time. 51 minutes. So, yeah, sorry, this podcast is going well overdue. It's going to be about an hour and 14... No, not an hour and 14 minutes. About not, about an hour and 14 minutes. Um, so, I'm, I'm going to rush this part. Um... It, yeah, it didn't produce the same effects as the keys did. Didn't produce the keys didn't produce the same effect as as my scratches. The only thing that I think could be, which is a a radical idea, but again, it's a it's 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 more of a saner idea than a demon or a ghost scratching me. Before we went onto the grass bit to look at the graves, because they're really old graves, you know, it's a thirteenth century church. 
Um, what we saw was like a baby crow because it was crowing season. So only was I wary of crows attacking because I know they're very protective of the young. I was a bit wary of that. But this thing was hopping about in the chair, sort of following us around. And then we like was following it around. And I, I thought mentally, I thought, if I pick that up, no, my look at fucking scratch me on my arm or something. Or like, I'd have to go to hospital and I'd bleed. So in a weird way, could have that been some sort of... Could have I thought that thought onto myself? Could I have thought, well, that could have happened. What would happen if that happened? And then, like, some sort of weird energy, I put them scratches onto my arm, thinking the bird did it when it didn't, if you understand me. So could have I mentally done them scratches to myself? That's the only possible response that I could gather from that situation. That's more of a logical response than to say, yeah, all right, mate, so what? If that didn't do it, was it? Because definitely one there when I left the church. Definitely one there when I left the church. It was there when I left the church. Definitely one there when I entered the church. And it was there when I left the church. Could have been a delayed reaction to something, maybe. But it was very three distinct scratches. Going from about the wrist region up to maybe quarter of or halfway up the forearm. You'll see the pictures on my Instagram. Um, as I say, if you want to know anything or um, get in touch with me, my email is rickspencer27 at yahoo rick is spelled r-i-k so that is rickspencer27 at yahoo.com that's my email um i will put the email in the description if if i can and my instagram is at bacon underscore hands i'll try and put that in there as well it's probably been a bit shoddy this first podcast a bit uh here there and everywhere because a, I'm winging it a bit, and I should be more organised. B, it's my first podcast. And C, it's my first podcast. So, this is the first part. Ignore the end part of the second part, because there won't be a third part. It's not going to be an end as fucking scenes credit or, or like something like that. It's going to be two parts. It's going to be about an hour and 14 minutes. If you get bored, switch it off. I'm not bothered because I'm doing it because I enjoy it. I'm open to get listeners. Don't take the piss because it's my first podcast. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. If you're listening, um, I hope the sound levels are all right. Um, as I say, it's a post-Halloween one. So it's just from weirdness from that's happened around here and Skidbrook Church. Um, I'll probably do a bit more in-depth, shorter podcast on separate bits that we've covered today. And hopefully the podcasts will be anywhere from 30 to 40 minutes. So um, try and get a podcast out every two weeks or every week, preferably, about things. It's going to be no category. It's going to be everything from what may be fucking favourite food you had or I had to like politics. It's going to be a free speech um, podcast. It's going to have no political agenda. We'll say what we want. We'll say what we think. Um, nothing's going to be banned or censored. All views must be heard to gather the right argument. So, um, yeah. The next one's going to be out probably this time next week. So this is a Sunday I'm recording. I'm hoping to get this out on a Tuesday, which is a week late. 
for the Halloween. But you know, we can't all be perfect, can we? So, um, thanks for listening, and um, I'll see you later. You've been listening to the um, Tin Biscuit Podcast with your host, Rick Spencer. Again, if you want to get in touch with me, uh, email me on rickspencer27 at yahoo.com. Rick is spelled R-I-K. And follow me on Instagram at bacon underscore hands. See you later. So here we are at Skidbrook Church. We're live. I thought I'd come and do a bit of a live podcast. This is the second part of the podcast. So you get the first part, you get this part, and you get the third part. In the third part, we'll discuss more of the stories about Skidbrook Church and the history about it. But just to give you a brief rundown, it's a 13th century medieval church. Saint Boltoff, he, he was a, a saint, like it's a name after. It had renovation work done from the 13th to the 15th century. Um, and from the 80s, really, to the early noughties, it was used for devil worship and things like that, with um, dead animals being found, the heads cut off, satanic ritual symbols put on the wall and carved into the stone and things like that. As I say, not so much now, because of the church, as I said in the first part of the podcast, is under, um, I think it's the Church's Trust, England's Church's Trust, so they look after it all. Um, and it's often cleaned out. You often come, you often find the odd candle burn and things like that. Last time I came, it was summertime, so it was a lot warmer, but now it's like four degrees and it's freezing, absolutely freezing. But on a side note, I did find a Ouija board in here last time I came. <laughs> so things still go on. If it's just kids messing about, so be it. But things do actually go on. So I'm in the church now. I'm just facing the altar, so we'll walk up to the altar. Um, as I say, the church's name or nickname has been given the Devil Church. Um, things from a monk has been seen walking about the um, graveyard to a horned beast, to strange lights, strange noises. That's me walking over leaf, strange noises. EVPs have been caught uh, on recorders. Uh, cameras have captured orbs and rods. Um, so yeah, it's quite. If and if you don't know what a rod is, uh, like a rod's uh, some sort of. People say it's an alien. People say it's a crypt, a crypto, crypt. Oh, I can't say cryptozoology creature that's not been discovered. That's too fast for the naked eye, but uh, cameras can catch them. Others say it's just a matter of a, a bird, a fly, or a moth flying by, and the apertures catching it. But either way, they've been caught here. Um, strange noises, strange presences, people have seen shadows and dark things, but I'm in here, it's got a lovely feeling to it, it's, um, as I say, it's pitch black, so I'm walking with my torch around, um, so yeah, we're in the church, we'll, um, I'll go back to the middle, there is one I noticed, I came in like a big black, oh, excuse me, just switched my nose, there's a big black sign painted on the floor as as you're walking in the middle so I don't know what that is I'm going to walk into the centre of it I'm in the centre of it nothing's happened it's only half so I've come in one way of the graveyard I'm going to go out the other way so it's quite a big church so now we're facing the other side of the graveyard we're outside um, 
to my left it's all the grey stones the grass is really wet as I say I'm in my shorts and trainers so I'm not going to walk over to the grass to the graveyard because I don't want my trainers being wet through there is one two three four five six one two three there is six unmarked graves in the corner of that and I believe they are of the merchant navy or navy when they got washed up and they're in the corner of the back of the graveyard to to the left of me now I'm walking round with my church walking round the church and, and the graveyard some of the graves the, 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 they're just in such a poor state because you can't read them um, they've been pushed over some of them have been kicked and things like that and it's just it's just very disrespectful for what people have done and this is the you know this is the the way the church has has gone from all the rumors of devils and ghosts and things being seen people like to come still I mean I'm what I'm 39 now yeah I'm 39 and I used to come in when I was 13 and my dad said that's how long the stories of this place have been going on so people come to spook themselves out scare themselves um, and things like that so sometimes you meet people here and they've just come for exact same reason but I just thought this you know something different for Halloween will come we'll have a look around the church live this is the first podcast that I've, I've done uh, so if it's crap sorry but <laughs> we've got to learn it's got to start somewhere as I walk around the church, you'll, you'll notice, well, I'll notice, and I'll tell you that there's no windows. They've all been smashed. There's no doors, except for the front door that's been boarded up. So, you've, so we've got no windows, no door, going in or out, just the main door. That's Oh, there's a mouse. <laughs> just seen a mouse there run across. So, But it's, 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 it's gothic. It's very gothic. The graveyard is like something from a proper horror film so if you want to be scared or you want to come for some cool pictures then this is this is the place to come um let's go i'm gonna walk over to a grave i'll just see if we can get the date off it so this date is 1884 so that gives you some idea of how old it is as i say it's a 13th century church um so I've got my phone in my hand. I'm going to take some pictures that we'll be able to see on my Instagram, which I will put the link in um, for the pictures. Just to give you a bit of an effect of the graveyard. If you imagine sort of a scary abandoned church, disused with the graveyard, the iconic horror film effect you get when you watch a horror film <laughs> that's exactly what it is it's it, it, it looks scary but it really isn't scary well I don't think it's scary um, I'm taking pictures of so I'm going to go back in the church wouldn't it be cool if I got some EVPs while doing a live podcast That'd be crazy, wouldn't it? As I say, I've come here before. I did use some of my own paranormal team, as I mentioned in the first part of this, um, when I was at home. Um, and I did get some EVPs from um, there. When I used to have my own paranormal team, we used to come, video, do a bit of investigating. And um, 
got a few EVPs, nothing, you know. You know, we've like discussed EVPs and what they could be and what they might be and what people think they are in the first part. So, but you know, I don't know. I just don't find it scary anymore. Maybe I'm getting older. Maybe, you know, maybe it's just all bullshit. Who knows? I will tell you a story about last time I came here was uh, I was with a friend and it was really hot and we were walking around the graveyard. Um, I'm just going to take another picture. I was walking around the graveyard and um, I said, because like, everyone comes here and they like to get themselves spooked out. So you say things when like you're walking around the graveyard. Oh, what would you do if you did this? Oh, what would you do if you saw that? Well, I said to my friend, what would you do if you saw a body hanging from that tree? And she said, well, I'd call the authorities. Anyway, about 30 seconds later, I felt this itching on my arm, like a burning... A bit like a sun... Like a burning sun... Um, sunburn. That's what I was going to say, suntan. Sunburn. And it's like, I looked at my arm, and I had three scratches of hair. I will post them pictures as well to my Instagram. So you'll find the link at the bottom of the description of this podcast. Um, anyway, I looked at my arm, there was three scratches up here, and I thought, how the hell have I got them? Um, so, I sh- so I showed my friend, and she took her jacket off, and she said, well, I haven't got any. I went, well, I have, look. So it sort of drew blood a bit, but not as, not, it, it, and it wasn't bleeding, but you could see the blood rising to the surface. So, um, yeah, I ended up with three scratches. If I, you know, could have been a delayed reaction to something, could have someone not wanted or something not wanted me there. Who knows? But it, 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 it there definitely wasn't there when I came into the church. There was definitely there when I left the church. One thing that there could be is that I could have scratched myself coming past a, um, a bush or something. But phew, all the bushes were to the left of me, and this was on my right hand right right arm should i say not hand right arm so that was a spooky thing and that, that that's apart from the evp that's the only spooky thing that's happened here um i know everyone i've told thinks i did it before i got into the church or i must have scratched on something walking about but i can assure you i didn't do it in the church they appeared whether it was a delayed reaction that's the gate closing that's the um the gate to go into the church because as I'm leaving the church so yeah um, I just thought we'll come and I'll give you a bit of a live <laughs> let me get the camera out, it's a brilliant picture a live sort of walk around of the church um, even though the church is unused you still see flowers on, on the graves and as you walk into the church as as you walk into the church there is a graveyard to the left that is used and that's pretty recent I'm looking at that now it's it's like on my right to the left of that there's nothing it's a big open patch but to get to the church just google it you'll find it quite easy on google St Baltos Church Skidbrook it will give you directions seven miles from Louth it, it really is in the middle of nowhere there's like one house across a few farmers fields up opposite the church there is a cow field so there's lots of cows there 
you'll park your car at the end of the path. It's about a three to five minute walk to the church, and then you're there. Um, as I say, it's a beautiful church, very gothic. It's embedded in trees, so you, you can just see the, like, the top of it. Um, as, as you walk up, and it looks very, very, very airy as you walk up to the um, church. And um, sometimes you get a feeling of, I don't really want to be here. <laughs> or, um, I'm just taking a I'd like, I don't want to be here. It's scary. And sometimes you get a feeling of nothing to be afraid of. Afraid of. But like as I say, we thought we thought we'd come and have a go, walk around the church, tell you a bit about it. Um, nothing's happened to me. Felt no evil presence. Felt nothing untoward about it. Maybe we've picked up an EVP. Maybe we haven't. Who knows? Uh, so as I say, this is my first podcast, and I'm doing it in like three parts. So I've got to edit it all together. It's absolutely freezing when you're walking up this path. Because to the left and to the right, they're just open fields, and it's like four, four or five degrees, so it is bloody cold. But um, on the third and last part of this, we'll talk some more about the, ch- the church's stories, and what other people have witnessed and experienced, and we'll go through what I think could have been the scratches, or made my scratches of my arm, um, there's a few possibilities maybe not ghostly but I would class it as paranormal but not ghostly paranormal but I'll explain that in the second part um, so yeah I mean thanks for listening if you listen thanks give it some time because this is the first podcast as I say uh, you'll hear the wind whipping howling through the night it's a very clear sky it's just stopped raining um, but it is so cold. God, I don't know what I'm going to do when the winter comes. <laughs> but yeah, that's Skidbrook Church. Um, I'll put the pictures on my Instagram. My Instagram link will be down at the bottom. It's bacon underscore hands. So if you look at them, you know, you like, get a sense of what it is. Um, you can park your car, I say, at the bottom of the gate. Lead, like leading up to the church just leave it there, it's safe, nothing's ever happened to our cars when we've been before um, so yeah, it's perfectly safe but um, thanks for listening I've recorded this part first so we'll go on to the second part and you'll hear the third you'll hear the first part this part, then the third part so um, thanks for listening and I'll speak to you soon bye bye